Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneur Show, where we interview entrepreneurs who are super awesome in their niches. And guys, if you ever wondered about like, uh, you know, SEO, and you had this question about like, hey, how to set it up? You know, everybody like who's in the internet marketing space knows about the term SEO, but most of the uh, most of the times they don't know how to use or leverage SEO. And that's the exact same thing we're going to talk about today. And today's guest is Craig Campbell. He's a UK-based SEO expert with over 22 years of experience uh, in SEO uh, itself. He's the founder of Craig Campbell SEO Company, which uh, you know, in which he helps other entrepreneurs, other companies uh, to help uh, grow their business using SEO. He also like regularly buy and sell digital assets. So that is also something interesting we're going to talk about as well. And not only that, but also he advises a lot of people out there uh, how to become an amazing affiliate marketer using his different channels, including YouTube. We're going to talk about all of these things as well. So the big question is this, how these entrepreneurs who started from scratch and had no idea how to sell or market their products or services online, and then later on made over six figures, seven figures, eight figures, or even nine figures became best in their niches and found their dream customers to sell. My name is RJ Ahmed and find this all out on our interviews with entrepreneurs show where I interview all these entrepreneurs and try to pick their brain on how they actually did all of that and how they took their business as well as their life to the next level. This podcast is all about the entrepreneurs who strive so hard to become super awesome in their niches. Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs. So please welcome Craig Campbell. Hey, Craig. Hey, RJ. Thank you for the nice introduction. Awesome. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm traveling later today to Brighton SEO to another event. But uh, yeah, I've got time to talk. And uh, yeah, before I go on my travels again. Oh, wow. That, that's cool. So like walk us through a little bit, like how you actually stumbled upon uh, uh, the SEO part uh, almost like two decades ago and fell in love with it and like, you know, stayed consistent for over two decades. Like how that journey started for you? Um, so I left school around about 1997 um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do um, as a job, as many young people experience the same. <laughs> but at around about that time, is when the dial-up connection came out. Um, the, the you know the internet came to people's homes, um, yep. so it was quite an exciting time in people's life. You know, being able to email, talk to people on MSN, um, look at your house on Google Earth. Uh, so things like that became you know quite a big thing. Um, now at that point. I didn't jump straight into SEO. I started to enjoy online. I, I used to spend a lot of time on it, and I went down the web design route, <laughs> and I tried to to learn HTML. Yeah, I was really I was really bad at it, and uh, I tried it for a few years. Realized that it probably wasn't going to be the best way forward um, and the next best thing was, was SEO. 
trying to to you know rank websites online. So at yeah. the time, you know, it's early two thousands at this point. Um, there wasn't a whole heap of people doing this stuff. Um, there was exactly. only forum. And where you were able to learn, we didn't have YouTube, we didn't have networking, we didn't have Facebook. So it was a, a long learning curve and it probably took me three or four years to try and get a grasp on what SEO was. So yeah, I was an early adopter, um, but yeah. that made it really difficult to, to try and get away from doing web design and fully into SEO. But I made it in the end, so... It just took a bit of time. Yeah. Wow. That that's really amazing. Like how you were able to actually, first of all, ride the wave of SEO and actually, you know, started to like took off like when it was like completely new, and then it it kind of like you know started to blew the market itself as well. Uh, one thing that I'm really curious to ask about is how SEO have changed in the past two decades from the time when you started out to now. What are the elements that have actually changed in the last two decades? If you if you want to list down. <laughs> Um, so things that have changed so a lot of things have changed but not changed so it's always been about content and link building yeah. um, so that part has never changed however you do have like Google My Business came into play around about 2011 um, you know how link building is done has changed dramatically over the years um, you know, before, yeah. back in the day, a link was a link. It really didn't matter. It was just number of links was all that mattered, which is why we used to do social bookmarking, blog spam, blog, you know, all of the stuff that uh, you still sometimes hear about. That stuff was really effective back in the day. Obviously, now Google, um, you know, and, and the constant algorithm updates are trying to counter against that. So you have to be more creative when it comes to link building. We've now got AI, which we didn't have. You know, so a lot of exactly. things have changed um, over the years. Um, and probably for the better, to be honest, um, because the, the big thing is Google was really easy to manipulate back then, uh, you know, keyword rich domain names you know you bought yeah. a keyword rich domain name and it, you almost guaranteed yourself position one with just what a one page website um so things like that google cannot you know because everyone was going out buying up all these domains and it was just horrible um out there so again google st stopped giving so much importance or so much weight towards a keyword rich domain name so all of these little fundamentals change and there's little bits added in um but there's still the core concept of seo being content and links is still there you know and, and still two of yes. the biggest factors Element. when it comes to you so a lot has changed but the reality is the basic fundamentals are still the same yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. That uh, some of the fundamentals are still still relevant to this day. You know, even though when the SEO started out and it's still now is is similar, but now the other factors, as you mentioned, are kind of like more regulated or restricted based of like what are the actions need to be taken instead of like anybody who have like more resources can get the job done, but others are out. Correct? Yeah, exactly. 
So obviously there's a lot of different factors that go into ranking a website. And obviously, like I say, the weight yeah. that was given towards an exact match domain name isn't the same as it was before. So all of these little things, the weight that's assigned to them changes or, or, or the importance that Google give to them, which is why yeah. you see so many people <laughs> when an update comes out, it, woo, their website drops yeah. and everyone panics. So, you know, you need to try in this day and age, uh, not cheat, try and not cut corners, try and do the best you possibly can. Um, you know, and, and, that's just the way it goes. Yeah, 100%. Love it, love it. Uh, one of the most curious questions I love to ask for the people out there who, who's been in the space for a long time is how they were able to be relevant in the space. So like somebody who started like, you know, over two decades and like, you know, being able to, first of all, stick to the field and then staying relevant and also planning ahead. So my question to you, uh, similar to that, is like how you were able to make yourself relevant, first of all, in the past like two decades? And what's your plan to stay relevant now since AI also came along for the, let's say, next 10 years or more? I think, you know, you always do have to plan ahead. And that's where testing uh, new things is really important. You can't, you know, focus on your ways, the only way to do things. You've got to embrace the technology and and everything else that comes out and uh, yeah with ai we're getting new tools every other day uh, and we've got to embrace them we've got to test them we've got to understand how they work how they can benefit us and i think a lot of people are stubborn and they don't like to change their mindset so once they do something a certain way they, they you know that's it it's that way or no way uh, and i think that's a really dangerous mindset for people to yeah. have um you know i have always been an seo i love technology i love tools i love automation um and i think you know always testing and trying to to get a bit further ahead of the competition um keeps me you know hopefully um at the at the top of the the game if you like and uh you know i think that's just a I think, you know, obviously that means that I have to give up in other sides of the business. You know, I, I you know, I, am I an SEO or am I a guy who owns a business? And that's where it becomes difficult, you know, <laughs> because if yeah. you run a business, then you maybe take your eye off of the, the, the SEO side of things and you need to decide which one of these you are and whether you need to get a team round about you to to supplement the the stuff that you don't like doing and obviously for me i love seo and uh, you know i have to have other people around about me um doing the the work that maybe takes up a lot of my time and it's it's yes. freeing up your time to keep on top of your game and i think that's something that's vital uh, and something that you always have to do it's something when i ran my own digital marketing agency I found it very difficult to find the time to keep on top of SEO <laughs> because a lot of people look at it and say, ah, oh, Craig, you're always out at conferences. You're always out here. Yeah. At these conferences is where you learn about the new tools or the smarter guys that are doing better things than you. Um, so that you have to spend that time and invest that time into to progressing uh 
your own skill set. Um, and I know a lot of people say, oh, these, these guys are always at conferences. When do they ever do any work? They couldn't be so wrong uh, with that statement. And, uh, you know, for me, that's where I've learned a lot of stuff is just meeting with other like-minded individuals who are yeah. stuff and, you know, I, I love it. So, uh, and meeting people from all over the world uh, as well. You know, certain people in certain countries are just better at certain things. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I've been fortunate to be able to to meet a lot of these people that are out there and hopefully continue to do so. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot of people out there just don't see the unsexy side of it, like the things, the efforts that it actually took to run other things. But they see the sexy side, like, hey, you know, Craig is on these conferences. He's a speaker having fun, you know. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that's amazing. I mean, the other, the other part of the story that uh, was really interesting about you is you were, you really loved your craft and you let outsourcing the, all the other factors of your of your company in general because you loved doing what you were doing which is seo yeah correct yeah, yeah. that's that's really cool so like a part of it uh i'm pretty sure like you've probably also saw a lot of other successful entrepreneurs businesses agencies who are doing these like you know massive mistakes uh so things getting wrong in seo so like if you probably like list down like top three which are most common for from everyone's perspective, like what that is, according to you? Um, I see a lot of people not doing the basics right. Um, you know, every single time I do training or consultancy and I ask people what they're doing, the basic fundamentals are not being done. Um, yeah. they, they're bypassing that. Um, so uh, the second thing would be the SOPs within the business. So the staff that are doing the job, are they doing a great job? In a lot of cases, no. Is that because the staff are shit? The answer is no. Um, the, 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 the processes and the procedures within that mm. company are poor. Um, so SOPs, you know, that is really, really important to have in place. Repetitive tasks document it, do a, a video tutorial, whatever it may be, and have that stuff, you know, um, in place. And, you know, that that is something that a lot of people are too lazy to do. Um, they'd rather sit and hope that the next person that comes into the, the business knows what they're doing. Um, and that's sadly not the case. You know, when you go from agency to agency to agency, you'll probably see a wide range of different things being done in certain mm. agencies. And um, so you, you can't rely on you think someone's good at what they do. You need to give them the guidance and the direction through those SOPs. So that would be the second thing. Third thing, delegation kind of ties in with SOPs, but you have to be able to delegate out a lot of the work and it's quite difficult um, to do. That's something I found quite hard. I, I had to be a bit of a control freak for a while um, and that actually hampered my ability to grow. Um, mm, yeah. So delegation is not done often. You know, you'll probably find that the owner of the agency is doing way too much and the staff are sitting twiddling their thumbs for half the day. And uh, that 
is not right. So delegation uh, is is the other one that I see is is very often not put in place, and that's because of a lack of trust, or the agency owner just doesn't have time to do the delegation properly. Yeah, and um, they're too busy to to even delegate. So, yeah, I see that quite often. Yeah, I mean, like that that definitely makes a lot of sense across across like different agencies like as part of your experience like what they have actually faced uh which actually led them to end up in a difficulty like that's that that makes a lot of sense i mean my next question would definitely be around so ever since the social media came along and also uh google and other search engine and stuff like that i think the most two crucial part of the credibility in terms of vanities was one the blue check marks which is now being sold but the other was the google knowledge panel which is the second thing, the marks of credibilities. Uh, I, now, like people have started to uh, be more uh, strategic about, because earlier they think about you have to be a celebrity just to be on the Google knowledge panel. But now like things started to, you know, initiate in a different way. People started to be more strategic to be on the Google knowledge panel. Like, have you seen how, for uh, according to you, the transition of just thinking about, like, you know, it was just celebrity. You have to be like Tom Cruise just to be on the Google knowledge panel to be, strategic now so that you can end up being a knowledge panel even though you don't have like million subscribers how you feel like that transitioning is coming along right now i mean it's it's been easy uh to trigger a knowledge panel for a number of years and yeah based on uh you know joining the joining the dots for google and being on the right entities um you know important you have to obviously make Google think that you're an important person um, is essentially what you need to do. Um, but, you know, I think that obviously it was previously only really for celebrities, as you say, but yeah. the more websites, the more pages, the more everything that goes on to Google, Google has to kind of understand the person behind that and whether they are noteworthy of, of some description um, and obviously it's very hard for, for Google to, you know, if they give a knowledge panel for Tom Cruise because he's in all of these kind of high-end entities and he's all over the press and everything else, then of course what what is going to happen is SEOs are going to figure out what the hell triggers that and yeah. place themselves there alongside, you know, business owners and businessmen and everything else so i think it's a uh, it's been going around for years uh and you know even more so this year you see more and more people getting the yeah. the knowledge panel and selling the knowledge panel services. exactly um and i've got a long-winded story of how i got the knowledge panel um and uh you know i had to pretend to be an actor and I ended up in a TV series and all this stuff, all to, to trigger a knowledge panel. Um, oh, wow. So I went a long way around about it. Um, but it's getting easier and easier now. Um, yeah. You don't need to do that stuff. And <laughs> uh, which, <laughs> thankfully, uh, you know, you don't want to be having to, to go on a, a TV series to, to try and trigger a knowledge panel. It's a lot of time and effort. It was fun, fun stories. Um, but yeah, that that was how I managed to trigger mine, um, and 
as I say, there are easier ways now. There, there's gigs you can get to help you with that as well. Yeah. In the likes of Legit and so on and so forth. So, um, so yeah, I think it's important. Um, but, you know, the blue tick thing, again, so many people are obsessed with getting it. And, you know, Elon Musk being the first one to say, fuck it, exactly. you know, I can take 11 bucks or whatever it is, 13 bucks uh, off of all of these people. Um, who are <laughs> it's an ego thing it really doesn't do much for you but you know if there's millions of people willing to pay for it then um, Elon Musk is is obviously coining it in as a result and uh, obviously Facebook and Instagram and, and so on and so forth have followed suit so it makes a lot of money and a lot of people want it so um, it's just harder now to distinguish who's credible and who's not because anyone exactly so yeah yeah love it love it i mean like uh as you mentioned around elon Musk, like he was the very first i would say just to stroke the egos for some who had verifications and feel like you know they are like on top of the world like stuff like that i like even like getting them removed like have them to buy that as well because they were feel uh they were like and then they were literally got pissed off just because of that one thing. Like why everybody else is just paying for it and getting this blue check mark, stuff like that. And even on the other side, uh, why is more people are able to figure out like how to get Google knowledge panels, stuff like that. So my follow-up question around that is, according to you, I would love to know your perspective about that. Do you think it, it is ethical for a person just to go and like buy uh, these credibility marks, buy these Google knowledge panels for them uh, so that they can become or they can look credible. You know, I mean, like some people are really credible and then they're doing this. Okay. Makes sense. For some, they are not, they're kind of like pretending it to be. So like, what's your thought around that? Is it wise enough to do it that way? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say that it's the wrong thing to do. You know, if I wasn't, obviously, I, I would like to think that I'm well established in the industry yeah. now and I've got my credibility. Um, but I think, you know, I would have bought those things if they were available to me, um, you know, to make myself look more important. Why Why wouldn't you? Um, you know, I think the job for any entrepreneur or business owner or whatever you want to call it, um, is to try and make yourself look as best you possibly can. Sometimes Absolutely. you have to make it till you make it. Um, you know, and yeah, I, I see it as a good thing. You know, it's it's not anyone's fault that Twitter uh, and and Facebook and Instagram and all that have allowed this to happen. Um, you're taking advantage of legally what you're allowed to do, and if people yeah. are stupid enough not to do their own due diligence on you, um, then that's on them. Um, so I think, you know, if, if buying these things is, is legal to buy and easy to buy, why wouldn't you do it as a as a person trying to make their way in the world? You know, we're all trying to to put food on the table for our, for our families. Um, and if that means buying a blue tick gets me more business, then you better believe it. And, you know, I, I, I will be in there um, buying up whatever I need to, um, to, yeah. to the next level. So I don't see any problems with it. 
Awesome, awesome. I really love the perspective, like how you actually, you know, uh, you know, explain this stuff, like love it. So uh, I, first of all, like I would love to thank you for being on the podcast. It was amazing. Second thing I want to know about, like if people want to learn more from Craig, like, hey, you know, where can I follow Craig? Like where people should go and like hang out and be the part of your world? Um, so you could probably get me on Instagram, Craig Campbell SEO, um, or YouTube. I have a lot of videos, a lot of training, which is completely free of charge uh, for people. And uh, there is knowledge panel stuff on there. There is everything, AI content, whatever uh, is related. There's literally thousands of videos on there for uh, you know tutorials to try and help others in the industry. So your best bets to go there uh, and see the thousands of videos I've put out um, over the years. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, Craig, thank you so much. Uh, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure like in the coming years, I, I would have, would love to like meet you in person. Like I had the plan to be in, in Dubai, like when the uh, affiliate world conference was happened, like Dubai, but the schedule was something ahead. Like I came a little bit late. So I've been following you from quite a while. Big fan of your work. Uh, again, thank you so much for being on the show today out there. I hope uh, you had an amazing day. No worries. Thank you very much. Yep, truly appreciate it. Before rounding up, uh, my last question would be, uh, anything you want to say before we round the show up? Um, you put me in the spot there. Um, it's, it's anything I want to say uh, to, to people, I would just say, mm, mm, I'm trying to think of something that's not going to get me into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you've just got to keep learning. That's the thing. You know, don't let your ego get in the way. You've got to keep yeah. trying to learn, regardless of what, what age you are or what stage of your career you're at. There's always ways to improve what you're doing. Um, and, you know, that's the way I always go through things. Still trying to learn, trying to embrace this AI stuff uh, that's come out in the last six months. So every day is a learning day that, you know, and you can't change that. And I see... So many others who try and uh, think they know all and they're, they're, they're so, 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 so far off the mark. So uh, yeah. all I say is just try and keep an open mind, especially in the digital marketing space, because things move that fast. Uh, you've got to try and adapt um, and, and follow what people are doing and, and take advantage of it. Yeah, love it, love it. And also, guys, like as Steve Jobs said, you know, stay hungry, stay foolish. Again, Craig, thank you so much for being on the show today. And we're definitely going to see you guys in the next episode. Until then, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Now, if you're someone who wants to interview these super successful entrepreneurs so that you can build multi million dollar network alongside leveraging their audience as well, I've created a script that allowed me to book over $1 billion plus worth of entrepreneurs on my show and you can get it free for now. So just go to billiondollarscript.com and it's billiondollarscript.com and don't forget to leave a 5 star review and I will see you guys in the next one.